about that for a little slick open there here at WinDailySports.com. My name is John Jansen. Follow me at jjansen34. And my co-host basically for the week now all the time. Uh, he's on every single show here at WinDaily, and he's going to be on one again. Friday was last night. By the way, you can check that out. Shriners Open DFS Breakdown. They did a great job last night. Sinajad, Spencer, and Joel. Uh, so all of those guys on a PGA stream is always electric. One hour of just absolute goodness. So check that out over on a podcast and over on the video hub as well. Both, if you go to WinDailySports.com, go to Academy, Podcast Hub, Video Hub, check out everything that we have there. But today, I was sponsored by the Sharp app. Go to sharp.link. Check out all of those links to get the Sharp app. It is quarterbacks and stacks today. And you said something, and I, I want to bring that advice here. I'm probably, I'm sure you've said it uh, a numerous amount of times. But what is the way that you kind of look at quarterbacks uh, going into DFS slates? I will say, I, I do think of this maybe slightly more of a GPP than cash angle. Yeah. But uh, I almost feel like for GPPs, you have to play a cheaper quarterback. Um, because think about it this way. There's not as big of a delta, right? Like no quarterback is going to have five touchdowns, right? And right. there will be a cheap quarterback that gets at least two, probably three. So there's not going to be that much better of a quarterback at the higher price where there's a way wider gap between what Derrick Henry is going to do and the bottom tier. Right. It's, it's almost how we draft season long in a way, because yeah. like, Hey, wait on your quarterbacks because the gaps between a lot of these guys aren't really that big. And so you can wait. Why not get, you know, some of the top players at running back wide receiver and wait on your quarterback. This it's kind of the same thing with GPP. I guess what you're saying there is, you know, you can get Derrick Henry into your lineup. You're going to try and get him if you have to put, let's just say a cheaper quarterback in for it. And so it's, it's one of the ways to do that. And I, I like that line of thinking and it goes right into one of my favorite stacks. Because there seems that there's a an easy path for them. The matchup's great, and they actually looked better in their last game. Jacksonville, uh, they are playing the Tennessee Titans, who are an absolutely atrocious defense. Zach Wilson put up his best numbers so far in his rookie season. Trevor Lawrence, I thought, had his best game against Cincinnati, and I think is only going to improve on that. And this seems like a really good game to stack a little cheap mini stack here on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, it's funny. I, I told I said that the same thing to my dad this weekend, and my dad was like, "Yeah, but they could get killed." And I'm like, "Great, so they'll be behind and they'll be throwing." Right, all well, be, right. This could be like week one for Jacksonville, <laughs> and with Trevor Lawrence had what three touchdowns, I think, uh, and all these garbage points against exactly. Houston. So the only scenario where this like I see being like a flop is if somehow the Jaguars get off to a lead and they try to milk the clock, which. Do you see the Jaguars getting off to a lead against the Titans? And like, that just is not going to happen. So other than that, he's going to have a good game. They don't have a good secondary. They're beatable. Uh, and not only that, for stacks purposes, Chark being out, it narrows down who we're going to stack him with because there's really only two options, right? They don't really have a tight end. Uh, mm -hmm. They're maybe second-best receivers out. So I love Levique Chishanal. He's the way I'm going, especially on DraftKings with the PPR yeah. points. Um, but I'd be okay with going so with you, Mark. Once you seen that game with DJ Chark out, what did you see? Because it was it was pretty apparent, like Chenault was getting more targets and all that. But I guess what do you see now that you are confident that that wasn't just one week that that's going to carry over into this week? I agree. I just want to ask what you saw as well. Well, I, just for for broader picture, I was on Chenault all year. I like him. I think he's going to break out candidate. And now he's got the opportunity with the more secure and targets with with Chark out. Um, I still think Marvin Jones is the number one receiver, but I think it's such a small margin that the amount of savings you'll get in salary by going with yeah. Chenault is big. And number two, Chenault's more of the like 
underneath short routes, he's more likely to get eight catches for 80 yards. Whereas Marvin Jones is the guy more likely to get like five catches for a hundred yards and a touchdown. But you know, it's safer to go with Chenault because the point per reception. Yeah. And the fact that you're right, the cheaper price as well, you don't have to chase as much. And that's kind of, that's what you want out of Jacksonville. You're not trying to put in, you know, the higher price guys here. It's Chenault because you know, there's a safe floor. It's Trevor Lawrence because he's a cheaper quarterback. And is James Robinson in play here as well? He, Carlos Hyde's pretty much, I hate to say gone. He's not gone. He's still on the team, but like, he's not getting any of the carries. This is basically, they figured out that James Robinson's the guy. Yeah, I'm not worried about Hyde at all. James Robinson's the guy. Yeah. Um, I think the, the the thing to think about here is can you stack James Robinson with uh, Trevor Lawrence? So full transparency, I got burned last week. I thought Trevor uh, James Robinson would have a lot more catches than he did. I lost that yeah. bet. But so I, you know maybe I'm a little hesitant because he he underperformed in the receiving game last week. But probably not the way I should think about it. I, he is a guy who does is a good receiver out of the backfield. And again, the same concept. They don't really have a tight end. They lost one of their main targets, guys. The targets got to go somewhere, and I do think he's one of them that will get them. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. And Trevor Lawrence, the one thing I do like, and that helps his fantasy value, he finally had his most carries uh, so far as a rookie. He had eight. It doesn't seem like a lot, but he also had his most yardage, and he had his first rushing touchdown. That's a part of his game that if Jacksonville doesn't unlock that potential at any point, then Urban Meyer should be fired for other reasons instead of you know being out at a bar and cheating on his wife. Well, we remember Urban Meyer for Ohio State. He loved to run the ball. I can't imagine he wants to get away from that in the NFL. Yeah. I think he there. I think they were slow to start the year. I think they're going to establish a run. And let's not James Robinson's a very good football player. Yes, he, he is. But the year it's coming. I think he's just a disappointing start to the year. But I think he, his breakout's coming. Yeah, and I hope they kind of use you know that that backfield tandem of Lawrence and Robinson, and you know use some read options. They're good enough for it. Uh, so that is I almost forgot. I do want to add before we leave out Jacksonville, I, they did yes. trade for Dan Arnold, who I do yeah. think is a pretty good athlete. So he is their tight end. A couple of catches and looked look good. My okay. issue with Arnold is that like he's still pretty new. I don't know how how yeah. adjusted he'll be to this team by by Sunday, being there for a week and a half. Um, but I do think he could eventually become a useful player for this team. I think, you know, considering they don't really have many other targets, I think he's someone that can get involved. I'm just not sure if, it, if it's this week. Yeah, so going uh, for some of the other stacks. And Jacksonville's the one I know has been talked about a lot within the fantasy community of a cheap stack. And we know at this point now uh, with the way the Jets perform that you can target this Tennessee Titans defense. So now going into it a little bit more, like I, I guess the, the one I, I want to ask about, and this is maybe a weird game too, is that London game between the Falcons and Jets? Just uh, how do you, it's the first London game. I don't know if it's going to be, is it on the main slate for DraftKings? I imagine or Fandle, I imagine it's going to be think so don't think so okay i would have to check that because i'm i wasn't sure if they do and your thoughts on a kind of london game uh but past that one now okay it's not on there okay so i was curious about that uh but now going into the one o'clock games on the main slates uh where are you going what are some of the the quarterbacks and stacks we'll go with one here that you like so another interesting one this is a gpp play this is not something i would do for cash but i what i'm really i like is Jared Goff. Uh, listen, he's so cheap. And I know that's like, you know, it's he's, yep. he's 5,300. You can get so creative elsewhere by getting Goff. And he's been pretty good. Like, what you need from Goff isn't what you need from Kyler Murray. He doesn't need to have four touchdowns. If Jared Goff gets 250 and two, which he's done almost every week this year, uh, that's going to meet your value that you need from the quarterback spot. And yep. now you can get so creative elsewhere. So 
not only do I like golf, but I think the best stack for golf, and I'm really getting wild here, is Swift. They throw to him all the time. He's a running back, but he's he yep. gets he's, he's got to be one of their leading target getters. So stack him with the running back who they throw to all the time. He's their best playmaker. Uh, I think you get really creative. And, you know, Minnesota's even – they played well last week against the Browns, but the Browns tried to run the ball 100 times. This is going to be a Lions offense that's going to throw. They're probably get, getting killed and kind of put Goff in that position where he's got to throw 40 times in the second half, which is perfect for what we need. Yeah, I thought DeAndre Swift was one. You know, I, I was a little bit hesitant to go full stack here against this Minnesota defense because I thought they, they looked fine. But the one player I thought DeAndre Swift doesn't get involved in so many ways that you kind of have to. Uh, maybe a sneaky game for it because we see – I'm seeing the total for the Minnesota and Detroit Lions game. It's at 49. This one I'm going to go for is at 45, which is actually a point below the Falcons and Jets at 46. But I like it because the two quarterbacks seem to be really fantasy-friendly, and that is the Eagles and the Panthers. I don't think this Panthers defense is statistic is as good as they are when you look at the numbers because they have faced three of the worst offense to start the season, then they took on the Cowboys and got absolutely crushed. This Eagles team puts up a lot of yards, and Jalen Hurts is absolutely a quarterback that is fantasy-viable any week. But it's Sam Darnold, too. He's a running quarterback, and this Eagles defense has given up a lot of rushing yards. Just Is this a game that's sort of a, a sneaky little game stack, especially with both of these quarterbacks being really good fantasy options, it seems? As soon as you started teeing this up, I knew you were going to the Eagles because you're an Eagles fan. I, I can hey. just tell by the way you were saying it. I was like, this is he's going to the Eagles here. Yep. Um, so, I no, I'm not in. Uh, here's, okay. hear, me out, hear me out. I actually think that the Eagles had a few very fantasy-friendly matchups. And that's why Harris has been really playing the Chiefs. The scores were going up. It's very think, friendly at this point. The Chiefs, right. Yeah. I think the Eagles actually have a better defense than they maybe have shown so far. I think they have some good secondary. I think this could be a low-scoring game where the Eagles could slow them down. And then because of that, they might run a little bit more run-the-ball offense and air it out a little bit less. So just less opportunity to score than they've been getting. So that for that reason – I actually think it also hurts this game that McCaffrey's not playing, right? I think if it yeah. was a game with McCaffrey and the game script would be a little higher. But with as strong as a secondary, is, I think the Eagles have. Obviously, they got torched last week, but that's an anomaly. That's the best receiver in the league. Um, I think they've looked good beyond, you know, before that. I think they're going to they're gonna play them tough, and I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. Yeah, the only part about the Eagles defense that is consistently week to week been very bad, I would say, is their rush defense. Yes. Uh, that's it. I, I think they're secondary. Like you said, they, they're fine. Steven Nelson has been a little bit of a problem. So if you're trying to find where Steven Nelson is going to be on the field and who he's going to match up against specifically, if it's going to be Anderson or more, then I would do that. But yeah, it's sort of kind of trying to go on that matchup because trying to go specifically against just the Eagles secondary or against the Eagles defense in general, I just don't think is a very good idea. Uh, but they, their rush defense is bad. Did Chuba Hubbard give you anything to think that, okay, you can maybe go uh, Darnold because Darnold's just been, you know, fantasy friendly. Uh, Darnold, Chuba Hubbard stack with maybe a DJ Moore, or is just this Eagles defense a little bit better than than what you're seeing that not even going to go near that? Um. You know, if you were to do it, I think the the stack would be Donald and Moore. But I just think we can do better this week. This isn't the right week for it. Again, it's the same thing. What I try to look at is even though Donald has looked good, who's he looked good against? Donald also had some fantasy yeah. friendly matchups. The Cowboys aren't very good on defense. Um, now I think this is a better defense, not as fantasy friendly. Not the week I want to target them. All right, so over to some other games. The, the Packers-Bengals, that total is sitting at 51. 
I'm I'm really concerned about that one. Uh, more, I guess, for the Cincinnati side, but should I be? I know their offenses look good. They're three and one, but I'm just I'm concerned because that Packers defense isn't actually that bad. So how how are you kind of looking at this matchup, yeah, especially I, with the quarterback? I'm not as uh, I don't love this matchup as much as other people do. I think I think it could be more. I think you're right. The Packers defense is good. They can they can slow them down, and I think the Bengals defense is underrated. They can slow the Packers down. The Packers offense is very one-dimensional right now. It's throw to Adams every single time, right? And so <laughs> you stop that, and they don't really do anything else. So um, I think this could be a lower-scoring game. So I don't love it. I think for, you know, I'll probably have some one-off plays, but I don't think I'm going to be looking to stack these quarterbacks. Yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page there. I, You know, I was doing this on SiriusXM Fantasy. Uh, Jason and I do a game-by-game game breakdown, and if you go to the SiriusXM app and search up Win Daily, you can get that. Uh, but we, I, one of the games I had for me was Washington and New Orleans, and that was the one where I was like, I, I was trying to force something. I was trying to say that there was a play that I liked because Washington's defense has been so bad. But it's really hard to say, oh yeah, Jameis is the guy, or you know, Troutman is the guy, or even Kamara at this point at eight point six k. You know, I. Washington worth trying to get a stack against, but it's just with the Saints offense and the way they're playing right now, is it hard to? You can't. Yeah. yeah. The way Jameis is, you can tell Jameis is just, he's having a successful, week, a successful week by not turning it over, not by throwing three touchdowns. So they're not even trying to let him air it out. It's just a very, they want to run the ball so much. Just not yeah. an offense that you want to target from a you know passing game perspective. You know, if if anything, which I'm not recommending, but if anything, I would go stack the other side. I actually think Heineke. Listen, Danny Dimes just went off on them last week for a huge yes, game. He did. Uh, maybe yes. Heineke's the one that could have a nice game. So I wouldn't. Uh, that's not the angle I'm going, but I think I would prefer Heineke if anything. So one thing that's been pretty clear, and I just looking through all of the games, it's really tough to find a really solid matchup to stack on you know whether it's just for a team stack or a game stack uh so is there a game that is one that you know isn't popping out at me right now because i think the browns and chargers can get a little bit you know i it's the totals of 47 uh i think you can pass on the cleveland browns i think we've as we have seen when they've gone up against a solid passing game so i wouldn't mind like herbert williams but i'm not chasing it uh but what is what is a game a matchup that you were liking here because it's really tough for this week so another matchup I like a lot. It's a game weird to talk about, but we didn't talk about this quarterback. It's Kirk Cousins. Um, you nice. know, we we talked about golf, right? But I think the the Vikings, the, the Detroit can't stop anybody. I mean, they're going to score. <laughs> I think people are going to probably prefer Cook because you know you're looking at this weak Detroit defense, but uh, they they haven't been able to stop any receivers. And, and Justin Jefferson, I think, is going to have a monster day. So I love a Cousins to Jefferson stack. Um, if you want, yeah. you is Je- Jefferson, because I think there was a little bit of worry there with Thielen and the way he played in week one, but Jefferson clearly still the, the not even the, not only top target, but just clearly best receiver on that team. Oh, yeah. So I, I think that's yeah. probably my number one play of the week is to go Vikings and, and go with uh, uh, Cousins. And then you, you can go with Thielen, too. I, I prefer Jefferson, but you can even go Thielen. And if you want to get real creative and go with Osborne or Conklin, you can even do that. 
So why did I, when, uh, by the way, you're tuning to the quarterback stacks here, windailysports.com, going over the best quarterbacks and stacks for week five. My name is John Jansen. Follow me at jjansen34, Joel at DraftmasterFlex. Make sure to sign up, Windaily Gold Membership. Promo code is in the description below. Double up is the promo code. You can get one month of Windaily and another one free. Buy one, get one. And also, this is all sponsored by the Sharp app. Go to sharp.link. All the links there for the download for the app store there for the sharp app. Okay. So one game that, you know, when you look at total, cause we look at a lot at totals and this game is a total of 50. And obviously they have had one of the most electrifying quarterbacks in so far the season, but why am I, why am I scared of the San Francisco, Arizona game? Should I be? Um, yes, I think you're fair. This is why you're scared because what we saw from Trey Lance last week was not pretty. And no. I don't know what we're going to get this week. So he's he's a rookie. You just don't know what he can do. I even I didn't see enough last week to have any confidence in him. Um, if you wanted to go with, you know, Murray, yeah, I mean he's the best. But that's it defeats the whole thing we brought up at the beginning of the show. Of like you're going to pin the highest paid quarterback in your lineup. There is definitely a beatable defense. So like I do think he should have a good game. I just I don't I can't hard to stomach paying that much for my quarterback. Yeah, it really is hard to uh, to stomach that, especially it's it's a division rivalry, and you know San Francisco lost last week in, to a divisional opponent in Seattle, and so you know I, I don't know. It's, I think it's going to be a tougher matchup than it's kind of being brought on, and I think uh, what I'm also leaning towards there is San Francisco at plus five and a half. I think it's a lot, but another one is Dallas is a seven point favorite against the Giants, but that total sitting at fifty two. Uh, I think we've seen enough from this Giants defense to kind of just know it's not good. This is the game. This yeah. is the game we're stacking. Um, the Cowboys defense is beatable. How clear is it that this one is is probably one of the top games to stack? Like it's, it's concerningly clear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's right. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like well, everyone else can see that too, and now we're all playing the same guys. Um, listen, the Cowboys are too good on offense. They're going to get theirs. Um, the Giants defense is not good. Um, it's actually not bad. It's average. So, but they're not going to stop the Cowboys. But so it, I, was, it wasn't the top ten defense that we thought. No, heading no, into the season, that. it's an average defense. I mean, they're they'll be okay against bad teams. They'll get beat by good teams, which the Cowboys are. So, um, I think Dak is in play for sure. But my preferred play is Danny Dimes. I, the Cowboys have been giving up a ton of yards. I think Danny Dimes should be able to. Um, Move the ball. My my biggest concern, and the Giants can't run the ball. So like, even when they try to give it to Saquon, and it doesn't work. So like, Saquon, I'm basically looking at it as a receiver. They're going to throw him six or seven times. He makes big plays. So yep. you can you can stack dimes with Saquon. Um, the big question is going to be, what are we going to do with who plays Shepard? exactly? <laughs> right. So you know, if 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 it's just Tony and and, and Shepard doesn't play and um, Slayton doesn't play, then I love Tony. I think Tony with the guaranteed reps at his price is a great stack option. I actually love Galladay at his price. He's pretty affordable for a true wide receiver one. Um, so that's the issue. It's just a matter of who's going to actually play to put in our stacks. Yeah, and I think the, the tough part now is that, like you just said, it's concerningly clear that this is this is the game that you can stack, and a game stack. Uh, so is that why I think you were trying to sell really hard? And obviously it's a game that we can stack, but – you know, is that why you're putting emphasis on a stack like Jacksonville and a stack like Minnesota and Detroit? Because look, everybody's going to seem to flock probably, and it, like every, it's not just us. We can all see that that's the game in New York 
are in Dallas between the Giants and Cowboys. So is that, is that why we're maybe going to try and, and get a little bit more than we would even possibly like of Jacksonville and Minnesota and Detroit just because it is very clear that there are only a few matchups to like, and one of them is abundantly clear in that Giants-Cowboys game. Yeah, I want to see what the ownership comes at. Um, if it gets really high, I will probably look another. I will definitely look in another direction. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind here is that these division rivalry games, like especially Giants, Cowboys, always they, weird. Always turn. This can easily yeah. turn into like a you know fourteen ten game where it, they, it's uh, right, and there's no one between either. It's it's either both teams are putting up thirty points or both teams, like you just said, under twenty, like a fourteen ten game, and there's yeah. no one between. So <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna play ownership. If ownership gets high, I'll just move on and hope that it's one of those kind of ground and pound low scores. If the ownership looks just average and like the rest of the games, nothing nothing outlier, then yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go to this game. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and stack it. Yeah, I like that. Um, Man, this is one of the ones. Is this the most restricted that we've gone to in terms of games that we're we're targeting for matchups? In terms of the least, and yeah, in terms of least, like it, it just seems like we're the most restricted in terms of options and games we want to go to. It's an interesting way that you put it in saying the most restrictive, and then I look at it as you know the other way to look at it is there's very clear. Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. Right? It's like an obvious choice. Yeah. So it's just how, how you look at it. Um, now, is there any way we could pivot within those games then? And I guess because I know Brian did that, and this is a different sport, obviously, but like for Major League Baseball, you know, everybody takes a look at the first five hitters, and Brian would go, Well, if this game's going to have a lot of runs, why not go for the bottom, you know, three or four? So is there is there something like that here? Like, is is it possible Evan Ingram, you know, is a play, you know, I'm just throwing out there an example, you know, Dalton Schultz, who should get more of uh, instead of getting a lot of Amari Cooper or a lot of CD lamb. Like, is there pivots within these stacks uh, that you like? So a few things there. Um, Evan Ingram as a Giants fan is always disappointing, but he's capable. So. And he gets targeted, which is he odd. Gets targeted. He gets targeted. My stance on Ingram is if Shepard and Slayton play, there's too many mouths. He's not. Yep. They're not going to give him the ball enough. If they don't play and they have to, some he's just involved. Then fine. So it's more about is the opportunity with him. Um, I do think they 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 didn't come up in price enough on Schultz. I think Schultz has established himself as a as a tight end now, and especially with Gallup still out. Gallup out, and he's a pretty high floor because they throw him a lot over the middle. He gets those safe passes. So with the PPR, like he has that floor at this price. I like Schultz a lot. I think he's pretty safe. But a play I like, I really like, is C.D. Lamb. I just think C.D. Lamb is so good, and he's been a little bit disappointing recently that people are going to be, oh, he hasn't been that good, and they might not go there. And like that's the perfect opportunity where someone like me wants to hammer. I'm like, good. Beautiful. I hope everyone's yeah. down on him. So like I when Tyler go- Lockett has two games where he's the one, and then you're like, all right, well, everybody's going to go Lockett. Let me go D.K. Metcalf because he's absolutely capable of it too. And same kind of thinking there, yeah. I agree with that. So that is a really good breakdown of quarterbacks and sacks and condensed into a beautiful 23 minutes here over at Windaily Sports. Uh, this will be podcasted. So go to windailysports.com, go to Academy, check out our podcast hub, and you can check out the Shriners Open DFS breakdown that Joel did with Sia and Spencer as well, and also the video hub, and you can check out all the videos that we have for you as well. Tomorrow starts week five of the NFL season. We have a Thursday night showdown, and it's a good one too between the Rams and the Seahawks. So we'll be breaking that down tomorrow right here, windailysports.com at five, five, six o'clock, anytime around there. Just be uh, be tuned here, right here at Windilly Sports. That is it for us, all sponsored right here by the Sharp app, sharp.link, and also use the promo code double up and the promo code link in the description below. That is it for us today here at windailysports.com. <laughs>